This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to Day 7 of the 21 Days of Gratitude here on Grace Enough Podcast. I am your host, Amber Cullum, and today we are focusing in on God's unchanging character. In episode 234, Felicia Masonheimer said, Allowing God to define Himself means checking our theology against a truly biblical theology and asking, is what I think about God actually true? In other words, do I allow my circumstances to define who God is or do I allow scripture to define God? For example, if you've experienced abandonment by a parent or spouse, you may ascribe that to God. It may not be something you say out loud, but an unconscious narrative you believe, maybe God will leave me. Yet scripture says in Matthew 28 verse 20, Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And Joshua 1.5 and Hebrews 13 verse 5 say, I will never leave you or forsake you. Or maybe you grew up in a home where your performance determined how your family treated you. So the unconscious character that you ascribe to God is his love is conditional. But the reality is God is love. In 1 John 4, verse 8, we read, Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In 1 John 4, 16, we read, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Or maybe you read the Old Testament and you struggle to believe God is patient, trustworthy, and all-loving. Because if a human today were to carry out the destruction God allowed, and in honesty, the destruction he often called forth, we would label that human as evil. But here's the thing. God is not human. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present all loving. And if we don't ascribe those characteristics to him, I agree, it would be reasonable to place human labels on him. But since he's not prideful or vying for position or selfish in his demand for devotion, I believe every act carried out in the Old Testament came from a God who knows all hearts, all minds, all attitudes, and all actions completely. And he sees the beginning from the end. And because of that, we can trust his actions are just and that he is patient and trustworthy and all loving. And when you begin to read all of scripture with a desire to know God 
and be with him instead of as a to-do manual, you begin to see his true character. And if you don't, I challenge you to ask him to show you his true character as you read. God, show me your goodness in this passage, in this book, in this story. God, show me your kindness, your mercy, your power and love because I am struggling to see it. And he will show you. Just be patient, keep reading, and keep asking him to reveal his true character to you. So you may be asking, what does God's character have to do with gratitude? Well, intentionally and repetitiously, thanking God for who he is strengthens our faith and further strengthens the neural pathways I talked about in episodes four and five. Max Anders writes, Repetition is a way for the brain to identify what is important and needs to be remembered and what is not important and does not need to be remembered. Repetition builds neural paths in our brain along which thoughts travel. The more we repeat something, the deeper the path is and the stronger the memory is. And so we thank God for who he is, over and over and over, first to glorify him. And then as a result, our brain pathways are being strengthened and growing deeper in the truth of God's character. And so today's gratitude practice is to spend time thanking God for who he is, for his character, for his un changing attributes. Here are a few examples. Hannah in 1 Samuel 2, after she has found out that she is pregnant with Samuel, says, there is no one holy like the Lord. Indeed, there is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Thank God that he is holy. When has God been your rock? Or where do you need him to be your rock? Zerubbabel, when he laid the foundation of the second temple, he and all the people in Ezra 3 verse 11, saying, praising, and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his loving kindness is upon Israel forever. Thank God for being good. Where have you witnessed his goodness, his loving kindness? As you reflect on those times, thank him. And Mary, when she is pregnant with Jesus in Luke 2, after she has met with Elizabeth, she is singing a song. And in one verse, she says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. God is Savior. Thank Him for being a God who saves, who redeems, who restores. As you think upon God's nature, on His attributes, just begin to give Him thanks. Just begin to praise His name. And if you are in a place where you're struggling to put words to the attributes of God, be honest with Him. 
you can simply say, God, I thank you that you are a God who hears and who listens. Friends, I'll meet you back here tomorrow. In the meantime, if this is your first day listening, there is a four-week gratitude practice that you can download for free and share with your friends. That download can be found at graceenoughpodcast.com slash free gratitude practice.